everyone. It's Cheryl and Tony. Buckle up for this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Good. We got a lot of news today. Do we? Yeah, we do. Good, good. I'm, I'm excited to hear what's going on. What? Okay. Okay. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. Well, you are, but let's get to it and we head on over to the Disney Parks blog. On the Eats portion of the Disney Parks blog, we have a first look at Mickey's Toontown treats that are coming to Disneyland. That's right. We know that Mickey's Toontown in, in Disneyland is going to be reopening on March 19th. Uh, and when it reopens, they're going to have two new places for food. Cafe Daisy and Good Boy Grocers. Uh, Cafe Daisy is where Daisy Duck will be showing off her culinary skills. Uh, and uh, she will have, let's see, uh, dressed up dogs with all beef footlong hot dogs, chili cheese sauce, mac and cheese, Parmesan potato crispies that are made in-house for the chips. Uh, they will also have the cheesy pizza flop over. These flop overs look fantastic. They do look really good. Uh, they have one that is mozzarella and provolone with tomato sauce, and then the pepperoni pizza flop over has pepperoni, mozzarella, and provolone. But what's the best part about the flop over? Uh, that the uh, top of the pizza looks to have some Parmesan and maybe oregano, parsley? S- something like that. Yeah. yeah, the part that's flopped over the top has, you know, stuff on the other side, and it looks garlicky and cheesy. It, it, it looks, looks delicious. It does look really good. Uh, and then they also have a spring garden wrap if you'd like a plant-based offering. Uh, they have, uh, for the little ones, Cheese Please Pizza, mm-hmm. which is just cheese and tomato sauce. They also have the Pepperoni Please Pizza. There's also bite size Minis Mini Corn Dogs uh, and a Mini Mac and Cheese. Uh, and then there's also Toontown Tater Chips, which are house-made chips with chili cheese sauce. And then Daisy's Goody Goody Donuts with cinnamon and sugar, which are very small donuts. Uh, Looking over at Good Boy Grocers, uh, this is a friendly roadside stand where you can grab drinks and tasty treats. And they have what's called the picnic, the perfect picnic basket, which is uh, once you pick a basket, you can pick three snack size items to go into the basket along with a beverage. Uh, And then you can also, if you're interested, pick up the perfect picnic blanket to go with your basket. So uh, that's what's coming to the new and reimagined Toontown later this March. Also on Eats is a foodie guide to Princess Night 2023 at Disneyland. That's right. Princess Night will be taking place on March 7th and 9th this year. Uh, And uh, they have some uh, new offerings for food. They have a pineapple shrimp shrimp skewer over at Bengal Barbecue, uh, over at Cafe Orleans. They have a tea service featuring short rib, caviar egg, crab avocado toast, Monte Fritter, Creole chicken, and an apple pecan salad po' boy. A crepe layer cake, blueberry almond scone. Uh, they also have a plant-based tea service with an uh, impossible sandwich. Uh, the Candy Palace and Candy Kitchen have some special Cinderella Coach apples that are available. Uh, the Galactic Grill has some loaded uh, tenders uh, that look pretty good. The Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor has a Princess Sunday. Harbor Gallery has some uh, uh, chocolate chip cookies and mixed berry milk. So there's all sorts of stuff if you're going to be attending the Princess Night 2023. None of that looks as good to you as the pizza flop over. No. Well, maybe I'm just in the mood for pizza. I don't know. I mean, it all looks good. I don't know. Some of these desserts look pretty good. You know what else looks good? Me? You. Oh, thanks. How did I know that was what was coming? 
All right. Uh, I think we talked a little bit, bit about her story that they're celebrating at the Disney World Resort. Um, and this is another feature on the Disney Parks blog about 10 ways that you can celebrate her story. That's right. Her story is uh, what they call Women's History Month, which it takes place at Disney in the month of March. Uh, and the Parks blog gives you 10 ways that you can celebrate uh, her story and women uh, while you're in the parks. I like that one of them is with beer. <laughs> and another one of them is indulge in women-inspired treats. All right. Yeah. So uh, if you want to do that, you can head on over to the Disney Parks blog. Uh, Play Disney Parks app is also featuring a special Women of Imagineering trivia game, which highlights current and former Imagineers and the contributions they have made to the Walt Disney Company. The Magic Kingdom is celebrating inclusion with a new doll that's been added to It's a Small World. That's right. They have added a new doll, and it is a doll in a wheelchair. He's so cute. Yeah. So uh, it's just, uh, you know, part of inclusivity. Yeah. That's that's the whole story. Awesome. Disney donated $100,000 to support a youth center transformation at Coalition for the Homeless of Central Florida. That's right. That's the whole story. They have uh, doubled in size for the uh, children's area and uh, for their youth center. And let's see, uh, you know, this is just part of Disney's 20-year legacy of supporting the organization. They've given them $2.5 million in cash and in-kind donations over that 20 years. Uh, and with the new youth center, as I said, they've doubled the space. They've transformed furniture. They've given them fresh paint with bright mur- murals. And they've upgraded technology, including a new infrastructure. So uh, kudos to Disney and their social outreach. Very nice. Typhoon Lagoon is reopening on March 19th, and the Disney Parks blog is giving you five totally tropical to-dos. That's right. Uh, First thing you can do is go to H2O Glow After Hours, which will take place beginning May 20th. Uh, They also want to remind you about the attractions that are not miss attractions, uh, like the Crushing Gusher and Umunga Cowabunga. They also want to give you the perfect places to chill, which could be in a cabana or it could be on the Lazy River. Of course, they want you to look at new food and beverage offerings, including the Hey Hey Chicken (laughs) Cone, uh, and they will also have a Typhoon Tilly Sipper that will be available for a short time. And then you can also take surf lessons if you're in the surf pool. Now, the downside to Typhoon Lagoon closing, I'm sorry, opening on March 19th, is that Blizzard Beach will be closing. Oh. On March 19th. I mean, it's been open for a long time. It's probably due for its refurbishment. It has been. They have Both water parks have not been open together since COVID closed uh, the parks. Right. Was only, is this the first time that Typhoon Lagoon has I believe opened? this is the second. They opened okay. Typhoon Lagoon, closed it, and then reopening okay. it. Okay. Plan Disney has a beginner's guide to the Disney Wish cruise ship. That's right. The Disney Wish made her debut last summer. Uh, and if you want to head on over to the Plan Disney panel or Disney Cruise Line uh, Instagram pages, you can check out the Plan Disney Pocket Guide for the Disney Wish. So that's our news from the Disney Parks blog. There is no news from California. That doesn't mean that nothing's happening there, mm-hmm. uh, but there just was no news. I think of note, uh, it actually snowed in Disneyland, which oh, is something they cool. don't see. Uh, and they did get some hail with the crazy weather California's been having. Right, right. Uh, but let's head on over to Florida and uh, jump into the Magic Kingdom. All right. Um, the Hitchhiking Ghosts uh, interactive effect is currently broken at the Haunted Mansion. That's right. The ghosts are still there, mm-hmm. but what's not being displayed is your doom buggy. Uh, so if you've been on the Haunted Mansion, you know at the very end, the ghosts ride along with you. Sometimes they switch your heads out uh, or they do some type of funny effect. Uh, but that has been uh, temporarily disabled. 
uh, because the interactive effect is not working. So now you just see the ghosts floating in darkness. Oh, well, I mean, I guess if you don't know any better, it's not weird. Right. But if you know what's supposed to happen, it's like, what the heck? Exactly. The Epcot entry at the International Gateway has had its tap styles uh, given a makeover. That's right. Now, some people may be asking, what is a tap style? Uh, well, you know what a turnstile is, mm-hmm. right? A tap style is the little uh, device on which you tap your magic band or your uh, entry ticket to get into one of the theme parks. Uh, and they've received, as Cheryl said, a golden makeover at the International Gateway. All of the silver tap styles have been upgraded to gold. They do look pretty. They are pretty. And you know what, though? What? They're not real gold. They're not? No. Oh, I was going to steal one and be set for life. The new Spaceship Earth Spectacle of Light show has debuted with the Encanto song, um, and that's for the Flower and Garden Festival. That's right. This is one of the uh, parts of the 2023 International and Flower uh, International Flower and Garden Festival, and the song that is featured is What Else Can I Do from Disney's Encanto. Of course, this is a song by Lin-Manuel Miranda, uh, and it is sung by Isabella and Mirabelle. Uh, and while this uh, song goes on, beacons of light surrounding Spaceship Earth deliver an energetic show. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Yes, as am I. One of my favorite things about the Flower and Garden Festival is the character Spike. Yes. He's a little bee. He's adorable. Um, Spike's Pollination Exploration Trail is returning, um, and it's going to have Figment, Orange Bird, Snow White, and Spike prizes. That's right. If you purchase a Spike's Pollination Exploration Map for $9.99, you go on a scavenger hunt, find our favorite bee, and uh, when you're done, you get to choose from a wide variety of uh, plates and or cups featuring the characters that Cheryl mentioned just a minute ago. I kind of like the plates. You do like the plates? Yeah. We're a big fan of those... uh I think they're melamine, melamine. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like plastic plates, but these not, are really cute. Yeah, not not Vegemite. No, not no, Vegemite. Vegemite's different. So uh, maybe we'll have to do the spikes pollination. Maybe I'll have to save up my pennies yes. for my nine ninety nine piece of cardboard. At the Flower and Garden Festival, uh, the Garden Grays has also returned, and they have a special Dole Whip prize. That's right. The Garden Grays uh, allows you to purchase specific menu items that select outdoor kitchens. Uh, And when you uh, complete a certain number of these items, you do get a yummy prize, which is a mango lime... Mango lime Dole Whip served in a collectible glass. I like the collectible glass. You do. It's yeah. This is definitely my favorite event at Disney World. Yes. Well, there's lots of uh, lots of eating to be done here. Do you have a historic uh, favorite food and wine festival food item? Not really. I'm mostly there more for the flowers, mm-hmm. but you know the food's always good at Epcot. We love the frushi. Right. Um, there's usually some cheddar cheese soup or something in. Uh, in Canada that I usually like. All right. Uh, lately, Mexico has had some nice things down their end. Okay. So, yeah. No, I mean. I will say I've got three favorites. The grilled street corn. Mm-hmm. Uh, the pineapple skewer. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, well, that would be two. Uh, but what I'm looking forward to is there's a cookie and cream chocolate moose cup. Uh, okay. That is hosted uh, at the land. So, those are, those are my favorites. Nice. Yeah. I mean, everything's good. No, that's not true. Most of the stuff is good. I like to read the little reviews mm-hmm. about what everybody liked the best so I can skip the stuff that wasn't that so good, that sounded it. good but wasn't great. Right. Didn't, didn't execute well. Exactly. 
The Mandalorian and Grogu are going to be making a special appearance in Star Wars Galaxy's Edge at Hollywood Studios. That's right. They made a special appearance on March 1st uh, mm-hmm. for the debut of The Mandalorian Season 3 on Disney+. And they were just there for a special event. Uh, the tough thing is uh, they don't appear in Florida mm-hmm. in Galaxy's Edge because of the time frame in which the Galactic Star Cruiser uh, experience takes place. So okay. it, it kind of doesn't mesh well with what the Mandalorian right. time frame is. Uh, so Mandalorian and Grogu have been appearing daily in California at right. their version of Galaxy's Edge. Uh, but they were out in Florida on March 1st. Uh, and by the end of the day, Disney made an announcement. And that announcement was that the Mandalorian and Grogu would continue making regular appearances at Galaxy's Edge in in uh, Hollywood Studios. I think people are more excited to see them than they are concerned with the timeline. Yes, unless you're like a total Star Wars purist nerd. Well, I mean, it shouldn't conflict with, I mean, it, they, they shouldn't be out and about maybe when the Star Cruiser Folks people are, are, yeah, are mm-hmm. there. And so maybe they're going to do it only on the days that the Star Cruiser people aren't there. And that would be every other day. Right. Yeah. And the Star Cruiser people are only there until a certain time. Right. So maybe they come out that evening. But how annoyed would you be if you're a Star Cruiser person and you are that into Star Wars and you want like a picture, you know, you right. want to meet the Mandalorian, you know, maybe you don't care about the timeline. Maybe you're just all about, you know, it's all about the shows and stuff. Right. Like, you know, are you really feeling like you're going on this thing and like, ex- like trying to actually be a part of it? Mm-hmm. I, I think people are just more concerned about the overall experience. All right. I mean, you're a, you're a Star Wars nerd. How would you feel about it? I wouldn't call myself a Star Wars nerd. You just no, I would, I would enjoy it. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, my favorite stories. The Gideon's Cookie of the Month. That's right. It's March, and that means we've got a new cookie. What is our special cookie this month? Um, it's a coffee toffee chocolate chip cookie. That's right. That is the March cookie. Uh, and apparently they've also debuted a new character called Poor Morning Joe, uh, <laughs> who is crying. And apparently this cookie is flavored with the salt of his tears. <laughs> yes. When chocolate coffee and toffee tastes mixed with teardrops falling from his face Aww. is part of the poem. Uh, so you can get their handmade almost half pound cookie. It is filled and topped with freshly ground espresso, espresso beans and complemented with toffee for a sweet crunch and chocolate for richness in a vanilla bean cookie. It is finished off with a sprinkling of sea salt harvested from morning Joe's tears. <laughs> uh, they've also got a secret special off menu item. Uh, that people don't know about, and you want to tell people what that is? The salted caramel nitro cold brew. That sounds amazing, doesn't it? It. I mean, it sounds pretty good. I am I love their peanut butter cold brew. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did, I think at Christmas time, when we were down there, we got the Krampus one. Krampus? Krampus one. It was like peppermint and chocolate. Mm-hmm. It's more like a mocha thing. That one was really good too, but I'm back to the old standby with the peanut butter one every time. All right. Duly noted. Some permits that were filed uh, are revealing that Disney may be moving forward with a new Epcot hotel. Yeah, apparently there has been rumor of a new Epcot hotel that's been in development since 2017. Um, It's rumored to be built somewhere behind the land, uh, near where the land uh, and imagination pavilions are uh, on that side of Epcot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So apparently permits have been seen. Uh, and Disney has chosen a construction company, Buena Vista Construction, for the rights to build inside or near Epcot. Uh, the permit includes a swimming pool and other recreational areas. So 
it'll be interesting to see if this if this does take place. Like, would it be so close to Epcot that you're just like walking, walking into Epcot? Walking probably have a, se- a separate entrance, hmm. very much like the Grand Californian with Disney's California Adventure. Which I mean, honestly, like the Boardwalk and the Beach Club, it, they're not that you can pretty much walk right there too. Right. That's not far, right? So, yeah, but it's not going to be part of that uh, resort area. Uh, there will, I'm sure they'll probably somehow make a walkway that connects right. them. Right. That's cool. There is a new Haunted Mansion moving, movie that is coming, and the first poster has been released for that. That's right. The Haunted Mansion debuts in theaters on July 28th. The film follows a doctor and her nine-year-old son moving into a Haunted Mansion in New Orleans. Uh, the main character calls a priest, uh, Owen Wilson, to exercise the mansion, and uh, they end up getting a crazy group of people in there. Uh, it looks a little slapstickish, um, but uh, I think the big thing today uh, is that Jamie Lee Curtis announced on her Facebook and Instagram that she is portraying Madame Leota. All right, uh, which uh, which is fun. That's going to be cool. Um, she has said the film is a modern, it is modern, fresh, old fashioned, and scary, but not scary like a monster movie. Scary and funny like a Disney ride. Okay, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, in conjunction with the poster that was released yesterday. The trailer was released today, and you can find that trailer on our Facebook page. Uh, lots of nods to the Haunted Mansion attraction. Yeah, I mean, uh, we watched the the trailer, and it's it's very much the parts that they showed in the trailer. Everything in it right. was somehow something that you would see in the Haunted Mansion. Right, right? it's a sight gag. It's a character. It's a. a a suit of armor, mm-hmm. you know. Just Even like the hallways they're walking through, it's very much the wallpaper, yeah, the door styles. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I'm intrigued. I don't necessarily. I'm not a hundred percent behind it. I kind of am after seeing the trailer. Like I'm really looking forward to it coming out. In other entertainment news, uh, Dynamite Entertainment, they're a comic book company, has announced that Maleficent is getting a new solo series. Uh, and that's going to debut in May of 2023, and it's going to cover the time frame um, prior to the movies. So after she was kicked out of the kingdom, okay. but before she meets uh, and starts watching over Sleeping Beauty. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Dynamite, even though Disney owns Marvel and Marvel is a comic book company, there are a couple of other comic book companies that handle Disney titles. Okay. Uh, Dynamite also does Darkwing Duck and Gargoyles. Uh, and they're supposed to be doing a Disney Villains Scar series as well. So um, that launches in April, I believe. So uh, if you like Maleficent, you're a comic book fan, you might want to check it out. That sounds neat. So now we've finished up talk of Disney, so let's head on over to Universal. All right. Um, did you know that Butterbeer has dairy in it? I did not know that. Well, apparently it does. But now you can get a dairy-free vegan Butterbeer topping instead. That's right, and that's going to be available at both Universal Studios Hollywood and Universal Orlando Resort. Uh, you can get it both cold and frozen, uh, so two options for you there. Uh, the actual butterbeer drink has always been dairy-free, but the foam topping okay. is not. so you could always just get it. Everybody could get it, but some people couldn't get it with the topping. Right. They had been offering the drink without the topping as a vegan version, but they have now developed a dairy-free topping for the beverage. So if you're in uh, Three Broomsticks and Hogsmeade at Universal Studios Hollywood, you can find it there. You can also get it in the same spot at Universal Orlando, as well as the Leaky Cauldron in Diagon Alley. I mean, how much better is the stuff with the actual dairy in it? I'm curious to try them side by side, because if they're similar, just get rid of the dairy one. Then you don't have to worry about it. You can just say they're vegan and everybody's happy. 
Speaking of being happy, uh, this makes me happy. They have a new Minion popcorn bucket, and he's adorable. Yes, he is a Minion with a selfie stick, uh, and he is taking a a selfie of himself. Of course, it's our favorite Bob Minion. Uh, He has one green eye, one brown eye, and he has his his (laughs) his teddy bear Tim sitting on his head. Uh, so uh, it's a new popcorn uh, uh, popcorn bucket, and it is available for $29. The first fill-up is free. Oh, good. Of course, it costs $29 to get the bucket. Right. And in some cruising news, did you know that Port Canaveral, which is where the Disney fleet is homeported, has just taken over the title as the world's busiest cruise port? Did they take it over from Miami? They did. Mm-hmm. So based on passenger counts for 2022, Port Canaveral, for the first time, became the world's busiest cruise port with 4.07 million passengers for the year. They beat Port Miami, which only saw 3.98 million passengers for the year. Port Everglades came in third with 1.6 million uh, passengers. Uh, And that is from the Florida Ports Council, which was released earlier this week. Um, You know, they kind of have this rivalry. Uh, Port Canaveral is having its busiest time in history. They have 13 ships there this winter, uh, including four of the newest ships in the industry, one of which is Royal Caribbean's Wonders of the Seas, which is the world's largest cruise ship. They have Norwegian Cruise Line's newest ship, uh, Norwegian Prima. They have the Disney Wish, of course, which is Disney's newest ship, and the Carnival Mardi Gras, which uh, is their largest ship as well. So uh, kudos to... uh, Port Canaveral. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and they only uh, include ships that are um, leaving uh, the port. They don't Once include those that are stopping, or they don't include like the Victory Casino ship, right? Okay, uh, which departs from the port. So there are six active terminals uh, in Port Canaveral, which is less than Port Miami and Port Everglades, um, but the ship capacities, uh, since these are some of the largest ships in right. the industry, is what is helping them. All right. Uh, that uh, Oasis-class ship is 7,000 passengers. Crazy. It is. So kudos to Port Canaveral. Yeah. So we hope everyone has a good weekend. We'll be back on Monday. And until then, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. (laughs) 